for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Okay, here is your host, Rob Carson. How are you? I hope you're having a uh, a wonderful Memorial Day and having a uh, wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Glad to have you here today, and I promise you I will make it worth your while. I will absolutely make it worth your while. I promise you I've got a lot of people who are watching the show, checking out the show on Rumble.com, which is huge, also on uh, Twitch and on Facebook. Uh, Newsmax now has a channel on Rumble. Huge, 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 huge. Today on the show, much to get to uh, Joe Biden once again fumbling and bumming, looking like an absolute fool. Kamala Harris as well. Just a ton of stuff with regard to China and the fact that the fact that The virus, the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab, the uh, level four biological lab in Wuhan, China, where Donald Trump said, yeah, it came from there last January. And the media, in all of its conspiratorial ways, in ways to discredit you, uh, maintain its ties with the, the left and with China and with Joe Biden, they called you a fool. They also called you a fool, by the way, when you said the Russian collusion was a hoax. Yeah, yeah. And they're still calling you a fool because you say, you know, really, I mean, I don't think the election was fair. I think some really weird stuff happened, and I have a good feeling it wasn't uh, it wasn't on the up and up. But, you know, you're still being called a conspiracy theorist and a fool, right? Well, those other two dominoes have fallen, and I believe this would be the next domino. Just saying it. Just saying it. Joe Biden made an appearance and did another uh, creepy Joe moment. And, and this is a pattern of behavior that is long uh, been established. He says weird things. He acts very bizarrely around children and women. Uh, he has been accused of uh, of a sexual act at an elevator by an ex intern in 1993. Of course, the main, mainstream media doesn't care about any of that. But he made a uh, an address at the Joint uh, Base Langley Eustace, and he said that an eight year old girl looked like she's 19. Hundreds of Twitter users accused the uh, president of being creepy. Others came to his defense, saying he just appeared socially awkward. Don't you suppose at 78 years old, he might be over the socially awkward stuff? Biden has a history of making eyebrow-raising remarks about girls and women. He's been photographed kissing girls on the head, sniffing their hair. We all know this. It is very obvious. The emperor is naked. Here's a creepy old Uncle Joe. Creepy old Uncle Joe once again talking about a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old and making it uh, sound like he he thinks she looks like a 19-year-old. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine, I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, I look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there with her, like a little lady in her race car. Brittany, you're doing triple duty as a veteran. Yeah, okay, there you go. Sure, yeah, yeah, a little creepy here. Uh, here's a Biden defender. He's socially awkward. He says it like he's trying to be sweet, innocent in his head. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, uh, what? Because, you know, the uh, what's are, they have it. The uh, what's have it. Yeah, yeah. 2019, he told a 10-year-old girl, I'll bet you are as bright as you are good looking. The Biden press corps, or the Biden, uh, uh, not press corps, but the Biden administration and his uh, handlers. He likes to handle people too, by the way. Against their will, preferably. Uh, they've said nothing about it. So they have said nothing about it. Just uh, not, not good, not good, not good. He also fumbled and bumbled through the, uh, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And he's always had trouble with that. And here he is uh, this weekend doing that line again, screwing it up, forgetting about it, and then just adding an et cetera. We hold these truths to be self-evident. But all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator 
with certain inalienable rights, including life, liberty, etc. There you go, life, liberty, etc. <laughs> Now, you may recall when he was on the campaign trail, he had a little bit of trouble with that uh, that same expression. Listen to this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. <laughs> that is just too good. I gotta hear that again. You know, the, you know the thing. You know the thing, the thing, the, the, the life of liberty, and he sounds a little like Bill Cosby, who's another creepy old guy, you know. All men are created equal with the life and the liberty and the thing and the jello pudding. <laughs> yeah. Here is Kamala Harris, who has the sense of humor of a an eggplant. She apparently was the first. It was a historic, historic thing because she she spoke in front of the U.S. Naval Academy on Friday, and she is the first woman to do that. Well, she's doing it because she's a vice president, and they're frequently asked. So anyway, she decided to tell a joke, and it completely fell flat. Here it is. You are electrical engineers who will soon... Now, by the way, this is a U.S. Naval Academy graduation, and she's bringing in all of this uh, BS that has nothing to do with defending the country. Help convert solar and wind energy into power. Convert solar and wind energy into combat power. So are they going to put sails back on the ships, I'm assuming? And just ask any Marine today. She's telling the Marines that they're going to make solar power. She's telling the freaking Marines that they are going to do so. That's your dad. You're going you're gonna to make windmills. Yes, you are. You're good little Marines. Yes, you are. Her joke's coming up, by the way. Would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel? And I am positive she will tell you a solar panel and so would he. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess that was the joke. It was about the Marine, and she referred to a, a female first, even though that hundreds and thousands of Marine men have died on uh, foreign soil. Would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled-up solar panel? And I am positive she will tell you a solar panel and so would he. <laughs> okay, you see, it's not funny. It's not funny for a couple of reasons because the Marines are not soft. The Marines are not supposed to be feminine. If a woman wants to be a Marine, that's fine, but she has to keep up with the boys and she's going to have to develop some masculine characteristics like, I don't know, killing other people. Not funny, not appealing. And the reason, one of the reasons was bad joke, first of all. Second of all, it wasn't even really a joke. It was more of a political BS statement. And third of all, everybody hates this woman. Other than that, it was great. Here is, uh, well, you can recall, this is Joe Biden falling flat. When he plagiarized Ronald Reagan at a Coast Guard graduation, he plagiarized him and he misquoted him and it wasn't funny. And by the way, the Coast Guard graduates don't like him either. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? No, we just don't like you and your policies, and you're not for a strong military, and uh, you're just creepy and old, and you didn't win the election. Did I say that? Did I, what did I just say at the end there? I'm sorry. I, I must have lost my stream of consciousness. Must have lost it for just a second there. 
Kamala Harris uh, tweeted a picture of herself on Memorial Day weekend. Listen, this is great. She tweeted a picture of herself smiling with the caption, enjoy the long weekend. I guess that's what it means to her. It's, it's just a long weekend. If all Memorial Day weekend means to you is cooking out and getting drunk and getting on a boat or standing in the backyard, then you need to update your files, learn a little bit. Just to clarify for any maybe possibly millennials, maybe Gen Zers who don't know, Memorial Day is about remembering those who fought and died for our country who did the ultimate sacrifice so you could have a freaking cranberry seltzer. But of course, she made it all about herself. Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that even her seven-year-old son understands what the weekend is all about. But this is just her. She's, she's, she's vapid, she's vacant, and she's very, very, very unlikable. And unfortunately, she's probably going to be the president before the end of the year. That's just a prediction for me, ladies and gentlemen. Just a prediction for me. Oh, man, I've got so much to get to here. President Trump was interviewed. I'm going to share the uh, interview with Wayne Allen Root in just one second. But, you know, after uh, all the sycophantic praise last week about Joe Biden liking ice cream, MSNBC decided to do an actual commentary just about the fact that the president likes to eat ice cream. This is as North Korean as it gets. Check it out. All right, a little hard to hear, but let's freeze it right here. This is perhaps the most Joe Biden thing I've ever seen. Delaware Senator Joe Biden at an event on the Hill, gently ribbing his Senate colleague before absolutely going to town on an ice cream cone. Joe Biden has been a senator, a vice president, and now a president. Who cares? President himself. There's been a lot of change in his political career over the years. But the one constant is that Joe Biden really, really loves ice cream. Say it with me, folks. Who cares? He talks about it literally all the time. He visited the headquarters of an ice cream company back when he was vice president. He said, quote, I eat more ice cream than three other people you'd like to be with. The dear leader, he likes his ice cream. Look at him eat the ice cream that he likes. Ha ha ha. We should all have only one ice cream flavor. The one the dear leader likes. Otherwise, all ice cream should be eliminated. God bless the dear leader. Oh, and get a vaccine. All at once. Get a shot. Once. I have no idea what that actually means, but I like to think of it as Joe Biden's I don't know, his default mode. No matter what's going on, no matter if he's a senator or a sitting president, no matter what crisis is sitting on his plate, just get that man a cone. I mean, can you believe that a a serious adult, considering, I guess, himself to be a journalist, would run that piece of pap? Would run that piece of pap? I mean, unbelievable. Here's the the second half of this uh, glorious dear leader eating ice cream uh, commentary on MSNBC. I came for the ice cream. That was the president today, making a very on-brand emergency ice cream pit stop after giving a speech on the economy in Ohio. And I know the president really wanted to focus on that chocolate chip cone, but the news out of D.C. today was so tense and so toxic that it trailed him all the way to that sweet little ice cream shop in Ohio this afternoon. Yeah, it was all uh, basically bad news about his presidency and how it turns out the, the China virus came from China and the Wuhan lab. So MSNBC decides to convert their stories to an old man going to get an ice cream cone. (laughs) Wow. I just, I really have no words. I really have no words. By the way, the effort to debate the bill on the January 6th commission fails to to pass in the Senate. So there's going to be no uh, 9-11 type uh, tribunal for people who attended the protest, not insurrection at the United States Capitol, because insurrections that are led to overthrow the government 
are usually armed. This is Joe Biden and the Democrat Party's Reichstag. It was meant to distract from the voter fraud that happened in the 2020 election. And I'm going to share some information on that you may find interesting. And of course, six senators voted in favor of the Insurrection Commission, which would punish the Democrats' political enemies and imprison them as political prisoners, overpunish and overcharge them. This is very North Korean. This is very Stalin-esque. Collins, Murkowski, Romney, Cassidy, Sass, and Portman. Not a big surprise. Not a big surprise. And oh, and I love it. When Chuck Schumer is mad about something, you know, you know you've done the right thing. Senate Republicans for months publicly supported the idea of a commission. But now, all of a sudden, the Senate minority and the Senate minority leader waged a partisan filibuster against the bill. This vote has made it official. Donald Trump's big lie has now fully enveloped the Republican Party. The big lie about the elections. What now? Isn't that what this was all about? This was about to distract from the actual truth that there was election chicanery and Chuck Schumer can't stand it because they peeled the Band-Aid off and now the wound is going to be exposed. So no uh, inquiry, no political inquiry, no uh, kangaroo court and no political prisoners. Oh, they'll just hate it. The open wound is the 2020 election and there's some stuff going to hit the fan. Right now we're going through China. <laughs> we are going through China. Oh, by the way, Joe Biden says China wants to own America by 2035. Previously, he had insisted they're not, they're not in competition for us. Yeah, yeah. He spoke to the Joint Military Base in uh, Southern Virginia on Friday, which you heard is bad jokey. He firmly believes that uh, China, before the year 2035, is going to own America because autocracies could make quick decisions, but America is unique. And all nations in the world, we're the only nation uh, organized based on an idea. None of what you get of your rights from your government you get your rights merely because you're a child of God. The government is there to protect those God-given rights. No other government has been based on that notion. Listen to the first part of that. He firmly believes that China will take over because autocracies can make quick decisions. So he's saying that China is going to pass us because we are stuck with this antiquated thing that your rights come from God and not the government. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's saying China is going to own us because... Let's think about what he just said, guys. Think about what he just said. Autocracies can make quick decisions. And all nations of the world were the only one organized on the, uh, based on the idea none of you get your rights from the government and you get your rights merely because you're a child of God. The government is there to protect those God-given rights. No other government has been based on that notion. No one can defeat us except us. He's saying that China's going to pass us because we have this antiquated view of where power comes from. That's what he just said. <laughs> Unbelievable, guys. Now, here's what we found out. <clears throat> we found out that the Wuhan virus has come from China. It is becoming more and more apparent. The Daily Mail in the UK exclusively obtained a 22-page paper authored by British professor Angus Dalgleish and Norwegian scientist Dr. Berger Sorensen, said to be published in the Quarter Review of Bi Biophysics. The study showed there's evidence to suggest China scientists created the virus while working on gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. Which, by the way... Anthony Fauci, his Department of the Government provided indirectly funding for gain-of-function research, and he also said he promoted it, and it was worth the risk of an outbreak. The study also points to deliberate destruction, concealment, or contamination of data in Chinese labs and notes that scientists who wish to share their findings haven't been able to do so or have disappeared altogether. Those who said the virus came from the lab are gone. They are in death camps or they're dead already. 
Anthony Fauci defended the U.S. funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, saying the $600,000 grant was not approved for gain-of-function research. Oh, sure, that's going to happen. While analyzing COVID-19 samples last year in an attempt to create a vaccine, Danglish and Sorensen uh, discovered unique fingerprints in the virus they say could have only arisen from manipulation in a laboratory. They say they tried to publish their findings but were rejected by major scientific journals, which were at the time resolute that the virus jumped naturally from bats or other animals to humans. Donald Trump said it came from a Wuhan lab in January last year. Even when former MI6 Sir Richard Dearlove spoke out publicly saying the scientists' theory should be investigated, the idea was dismissed as fake news. Just like the, the whole idea there might be some electric fraud, immediately, immediately dismissed as fake news. Over a year later, leading academics, politicians, and the media finally flipped and have begun to contemplate the possibility that COVID-19 escaped from the lab in Wuhan. Danglish and Sorensen have authored a new study which concludes that SARS coronavirus 2 has no credible natural ancestor, which means it didn't come from bat soup, and that it is beyond reasonable that the virus was created in a laboratory through manipulation. Here is uh, Grant Stinchfield talking to KT McFarland, who's absolutely awesome, about the intel leak that is going to prove that we sponsored, we helped pay for this research in a Chinese biological laboratory, which was unleashed on the world. What do you think? See, I'm taking a slightly different tack on it. I think that the Biden administration was so quick to sort of dismiss this, right? They met with the Chinese officials. They never even brought up the coronavirus. They never even talked about the lab. You know, Dr. Fauci, he sort of dismissed the fact that it would have come from a, a lab, that it was always going to be from nature. Now he's backtracked. And I think the leak you're seeing is in part the intelligence community, a few people in the intelligence community who are looking at the data and said, hey, wait a minute, this is an issue. This is a problem. The Chinese did create this in a lab. Um, the lie has become too big to cover up. They're not being held accountable. So I think actually the leak to me is, is a bit of good news because I was always very concerned that the Biden administration, you know, they kept believing the Chinese. The Chinese have every incentive to pretend that it didn't, there are enemies. didn't come from the lab because it either sounds like they're doing some kind of research they shouldn't be doing or they're so incompetent right. that it leaked out of the lab or there's some other explanation. And as far as Dr. Fauci in the United States, it now turns out we were funding some of the research at that lab. Yeah, and by the way, there are 400,000 Chinese students in American universities. You think that's by accident? <laughs> you think that's by accident? You think it's by accident the Chinese are, they're buying up uh, laboratories, they're buying up businesses that collect DNA data? Wake up, America. Wake up. Here is uh, uh, Wayne Allen Root talking to Donald Trump. This is the biggest segment, the biggest news clip of the interview. And I think that, you know, frankly, I think there's going to be a big problem because when, it, when people find out that all of these states were, are going to flip, does that mean you go three and a half years with somebody that's destroying our country? Did you understand what he just said there? Let's hear it again. And I think that, you know, frankly, I think there's going to be a big problem because when, it, when people find out that all of these states were, are going to flip, does that mean you go three and a half years with somebody that's destroying our country? There is talk of states flipping. There is talk of decertifying elections. There's at least one judge, I believe it is in Arizona, who is saying that the certification can be overturned. It's going to become as obvious as Russian collusion and as obvious as the Chinese virus coming from the Wuhan lab.
a little bit more from the president. Everybody knows it. And the only difference between me and others is I say it. You know, Romney just raises his hand. I'd like to congratulate <laughs> Obama. Uh, but, you know, that's not the way. This was run like a, this was a third world election. It was. Here is Wayne Allen Root. He used to be a big sports better in, uh, in uh, Vegas. And I remember watching the Vegas odds on election night and the election returns and saying, this is going to be a runaway landslide for Donald Trump. Then everything changed when the vote counting stopped. I was one of the top sports gamblers and odds makers in Las Vegas and in America. And so I'm wow. a lifelong sports better. And so I was making a big bet on you on election night. I'll bet you anything. You don't know this. On election night, I was watching intently for hours what betters all over the world were saying and betting on you with and they're always money. right and they're always notoriously right when they're watching the returns right. come in yep. right and you were ahead first of all you started the night as a slight underdog which i thought was ridiculous that's why i bet on you then you became a two to one favorite when they saw the returns coming in right then you were three to one four to one five yep. to one six to one seven to one eight to one landslide favorite at one in the morning on the east coast Betters all over the world had realized when they watched the votes coming in that you were winning in a landslide and it was over. And at that moment, at one in the morning, East Coast time, five states together announced they were going to stop the count. Yep. And the next morning, you suddenly had lost. It was the yep. most obvious fix it I've was ever a rigged, seen in my It life. was a rigged election. Yes. And I saw that. In fact, other betters, and, and they are good. You know, that's what they do. Uh, they started screaming, this election is rigged, because there was no way I could have lost the election. And they started saying, get out, this election is rigged. You so we were told that we were conspiracy theorists, that we were wrong, that we were foolish to believe that Donald Trump did not collude with Russia to throw the election in favor, his favor in 2016. That was proved to be a gigantic, massive lie to cover up the Clinton Foundation, her server, her 36,000 emails. And then they said, you idiot, how could you possibly think that China would unleash the, this virus on the, the world? I mean, how dare you? How xenophobic of you to assume that a level four biohazard facility in Wuhan, China, where the virus came from, could be the source of the Wuhan virus, the COVID-19 virus. You're a conspiracy theorist. Well, there's another domino that fell. And now your gut tells you they stole the election. But you cannot, you cannot say anything about it. You will get shut down. You'll be called names. Did you notice how quickly it happened? Here is Donald Trump. One more cut from this. When they were doing, you know, they used COVID in order to cheat. Okay, that's number one. Uh, and nobody cheated like they did. And they did it by sending out, you know, millions and millions of ballots. And, uh, you know, what happened to the ballots? Who the hell knows what happened to the ballots? But if you remember when I heard about this nine months earlier, I said, this election is going to be a disaster. This is going to be the most corrupt. And the reason I said it is you look at local elections. That he did say it. He said months in advance with all the all the mail-in voting that was going to be allowed because of COVID. They used it, guys. They used it. Why do you think COVID became suddenly so incredibly bad? Oh, by the way, would you do me a favor? Uh, go to um, Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the Newsmax Daily. Do it today. And also leave a great review if you would. That would be huge. A little more from, uh, from uh, I almost said Ronald Reagan. Taking place in Pennsylvania, New York. Right. Small elections with ballots. They didn't even know who won. Nobody ever, they, they were missing ballots. I said, you mean you're going to do hundreds of millions? You're going to do tremendous, you know, uh, uh, 80 million, 160 million, 80 and 80. You're going to do 160 million. It's another interesting fact, by the way. If I got 75 million, 
He couldn't have gotten 81 million because of the number of voters. There's not that many voters. There's not many that many eligible voters. Wow. Here's Sydney Powell. We remember uh, Sydney Powell, and uh, she was actually speaking at a uh, conference this weekend. She was at the Forgotten Country conference. Here's what she is saying. Now, I, I like Sydney Powell, but unfortunately, uh, none of the things that she's said have officially precipitated yet. But I'm hopeful. We're in uncharted territory. Yeah, but, we're yeah, yeah, we're definitely in yeah. uncharted territory. There are cases where elections have been overturned. But there's never been one at the presidential level, which everybody will jump to point out. That doesn't mean that it can't be done, though. There's always a first case. And as far as did I, I mention decertification? No, this is the first case of abject fraud and obtaining a coup of the United States of America. So it's going to have to be dealt with. It should be that he can simply be reinstated, that a new inauguration date is set. And Biden is told to move out of the White House and <laughs> yep. and, and, and President. If this happens, it will be the biggest political scandal in the history of the world. It will blow up the Democrat Party. Trump should be moved back locally, statewide and nationally. Again, I'm sure there's not going to be credit for time lost, unfortunately, because the Constitution itself sets the date for inauguration. But he should definitely get the remainder of his term and and make the best of it. Now, um, I would like to believe her. I really would like to believe her, Sidney Powell, but she has still not shown me her Kraken. I want to see the Kraken. You told me there's going to be a Kraken. I want to see the Kraken. All right? Unleash the Kraken. We will see what happens. We will see if the third domino that everyone said, the media said, was a conspiracy theorist that got you booted from social media. By the way, Facebook has, you can now say that the virus uh, came from Wuhan because you see the president said they were going to reopen the investigation. Now he gave it lip service, but it was a signal to an arm of the Democrat Party, Facebook, to allow those comments to happen again. And a lot of that has to do with now the Democrat Party and Joe Biden want to be on the right side of history. Greg Kelly talked to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now Marjorie Taylor Greene talked about how that <clears throat> I want you to think about it. Think about the similarities. Now, for years, Donald Trump was called a Nazi. Donald Trump supporters were called uh, Nazis, brown shirts. Donald Trump supporters were called this, that. We're anti-Semitic. We're anti this. We're anti that. She decides to draw a comparison between COVID vaccines and having to wear a gold star on your clothes. Now, I want you to think about this. There are some government officials. They're saying you cannot leave the country without a COVID vaccine passport. There are some businesses that are saying you cannot shop there unless you are the vaccinated. There's a school in New Jersey that is charging kids who have not been vaccinated $80 for prom and vaccinated get in free. And the kids who've not been vaccinated have to wear a mask. So everybody knows they're vaccinated. In New York City, in Madison Square Garden, you will not be allowed to come in unvaccinated. That's what they've already proposed. At Yankee Stadium, you are segregated from the rest of the crowd if you are not vaccinated and you have to sit six feet apart. Do you see why Marjorie Taylor Greene maybe made that? No access to businesses, no access to travel, no access to freedom because you're not the vaccinated? Is that much of a stretch to say maybe the government saying all of these things might be similar 
because you're you're creating a hated class that people can look down on that lose their individual freedoms. What happens after that, kids? But she's taking a lot of heat, and everybody is all sorts of offended and everything, even though she's spot on. Here she is talking to Greg Kelly about this. This woman is mentally ill. You know, we can look back in a time in history. Talking about Nancy Pelosi. Where people were told to wear a gold star, and they were definitely treated like second-class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. You can't say that. Congresswoman, what do you have to say? Well, here's what I have to say. There, you have to have respect for Nancy Pelosi and that she never allows attacks on her own. And she defends them even when they sleep with Chinese spies, uh, uh, when, they, when they attack Israel, when they stand with Hamas terrorism, and that when their rhetoric is so disgusting and that Antifa uh, pro-Palestinian rioters are on the streets attacking American Jews. You know, Nancy Pelosi... Stands. Right now in this country, we have the uh, street equivalent of Kristallnacht happening with massive anti-Israel protests by people who hate Jews. The Palestinians in this country hate the Jews and want to wipe off the planet. We have Kristallnacht without windows being busted out yet. With her own. Um, and Kevin McCarthy never had to say a word. He could have said, you wow. know, you should ask Marjorie about her words and, and ask her what she had to say. That would have been the right answer for him. So it's unfortunate <laughs> that he took this route. Uh, and he didn't even text me or, or call me, uh, which is really a shame before I found out, seeing it in the news, that, that he had said that. And then sadly— Yeah, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy bailed on her. You know, Elise Stefanik, our new— uh, She bailed, and I don't trust her either. GOP chair followed suit, of course, right along, and, and then I think Steve Scalise and others. Um, and they shouldn't have done that. They None of them called me and asked me what I— what I meant by what I nope. had said, um, and the media, as usual, twists and turn my words. Um, you know, it's terrible how people are being treated in this country about masks and about vaccine passports. And we have to stand up to these aggressions, and these are the exact types of aggressions that take away our freedoms. And we've seen it with uh, tyrants in, in the past throughout history. And these are definitely countries that per pursued the socialist path. Now. Think about what the governments did around the world and in our country. We couldn't go to church. We had our businesses closed down arbitrarily. We had our schools closed down. Our children couldn't be educated. So all the focus of the American people was at home with their kids. You couldn't go to a concert. You couldn't go to a restaurant. It destroyed everything. It destroyed everything. These COVID dictators did this to us. And now they are allowing a protected class to rise out of the ashes. But there's one group of people, the V words, the UVs, the unvaccinated, the unwashed, the unclean, if you will. They should not get their freedoms. They should be separated from the right people, the people who got the needle. Here's Greg Kelly talking with Marjorie Taylor Greene about being labeled. But it does seem like we're in this point where people are being labeled. They're being labeled or typecast, uh, a Karen, mm -hmm. a racist, uh, a white supremacist, and <laughs> or an anti-vaxxer. 
uh, you know, Rand Paul was on the show yesterday. He had his death threats and people are confronting him because he will not take the vaccination. And I think that, you know, the segregation and labeling people, it's reminiscent wow. of some things we've seen before <laughs> yes. in history. Yes, absolutely. Greg, you're completely right. And this is why I refuse to wear my mask on the House floor because of these tyrannical um, power grabbing ridiculous policies that condemn people and you know the democrats are the party of hate i want you to think about this Herr pelosi is saying that those who are not vaccinated on the house floor have to be separated and have to wear the mask i think it's a pretty good analogy democrats are the party of hate and the party of division and and now we're actually seeing like the university of virginia where they're telling their students they can't return back to class in person unless they get the vaccine. Most people in their age group survive easily and, and the vaccine is not even FDA approved. Um, you know, it's against their HIPAA rights for, for any government, uh, institution, school. Work Nobody can ask you your vaccine records. Place or anyone to tell someone else if they should get the vaccine. It's completely wrong. But to be treated that way is absolutely horrific. And so that's why I'm fighting it on the House floor. I'm doing that on behalf of all the school kids that are being forced to wear masks by by communist teachers unions and by. She is one of the people who don't wear the masks at the Reichstag. I mean, the, the nation's capital uh, businesses and, and universities that are that are really treating people like second second class citizens. But there is a fire burning inside of us. Here's Greg Kelly talking to Marjorie Taylor Greene about how she's actually getting stronger. Well, it's truly amazing also that the harder they fight against you and try to silence you, it appears to me from up here in New York that you're getting stronger, becoming stronger, and your voice uh, heard by more and more people. That's what I'm picking up. I hope, I hope you agree. Is that, is that happening? Yes, it's definitely the case because people aren't stupid. And for too long, Congress and those that have been elected have treated the American people like they're stupid and as if their voice doesn't matter and their solutions don't matter. But the only person I am is I am truly one of the people and I'm representing there in Congress. And so everything that she's I a nutbag, she's an extremist, she's a conspiracy theorist. She's a QAnon member. I say, and I, and I. Nobody knows what QAnon is or QAnon or whatever the hell it is. Say to their faces right there on the House floor, and I say it all the time, are the exact words that regular people say at home at their kitchen table, that they might say at work during lunch, or they might say um, in the cafe when they're having breakfast with their friends uh, early on Saturday mm. morning. So I'm truly representing the people, and that's really all I care about because Congress is an absolute failure. Yep. We're nearly $30 trillion in debt in this country, and Congress is failing the American right. people. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Now, here is uh, Grant Stinchfield talking to KT McFarland about China releasing the virus. I, we had a little bit of her earlier, but I want to tie this in with uh, my friend Chris Plant, who's a talk show host, and his beliefs, and they have been his beliefs, uh, not quite as long as I believe that it came from Wuhan, but pretty darn close. Do you trust them yeah. to yeah. be honest and forthcoming? Now, this is Anthony Fauci being asked if he trusts uh, China to be honest and forthright for or forthright with regard to where the uh, where the uh, virus came from, including if it came from the Wuhan lab. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that you have to have a difference between the scientists in China and the Chinese government. Not when the government is controlling everything, you moron. Our experience with the scientists have been that they have been of good faith. KT, wow. the difference between the chi the scientists and the Communist Party, they're working together. Is he nuts? Yeah, thank you. It, that was pretty stunning because one of the first things that happened 
was when the pandemic started, when the Chinese realized how lethal it was and how contagious it was, whether they created it as a biological weapon, once they realized the potential of it, once it got out of the lab, they then used it as, I think, they employed it as a biological weapon. And, and you know why you know this? It's because the first thing they did was to push aside the scientists and the doctors uh -huh. and bring in the Chinese military. The Chinese uh -huh. military has been in charge of that lab since the first week the virus got out. Uh-huh. And guess what? They do what they always do. If there is somebody who is going to tell the truth, they disappear them. Remember that, guys? There was a reason why scientists who were saying, yeah, I might have come from the lab, why they disappeared? They're either in a gulag or they're dead already. Here is a Sebastian Gorka in for uh, Greg Kelly. I believe this was talking to Chris Plant about his suspicions, which are the same as my suspicions, although I, sus I, I was suspicious a month before Chris. Love you, Chris, but I was way ahead of you on this and, and the rest of the country, by the way, uh, talking about the Wuhan virus and its origins. Uh, your reaction to this week's news that now we're allowed to talk about this theory and now the the fascists at Palo Alto at Facebook say that they won't delete our posts if we mention the theory. Right. I, I, honestly, I think for normal people out there, wow. to the extent that we have a lot of normal people left, um, this has to be a very eye-opening week. If you're paying attention, and, and uh, it seems that a lot of people still are not, but this would be a good week to pay attention because everything changed this week and another giant lie has been revealed. And the lie was was fed to us day after day, hour after hour for a year, over a year. And President Trump, of course, was right once again. He was right all along. And Secretary Pompeo, right all along. You mentioned the investigation President Trump and Secretary Pompeo already had ongoing into the origins of the uh, of the virus. And it was always a matter of whether the story that it came from the Ozzy Osbourne table at the wet market in Wuhan, somebody biting the head off of a bat, whether it came from there, which was never really considered to be particularly uh, plausible. But the news media found people who were experts, of course, uh, to come in and say that it's a perfectly plausible theory. The, the, the alternative theory was always that it came from the, as you said, the, the BSL, the Biosafety Level 4 Laboratory in Wuhan, China, the only uh, such laboratory in the... Hockham's Razor. The fastest way to a conclusion is the shortest one. ...entire nation of uh, China. And, and it, it, we, we, the State Department, the United States government... And it's also the most obvious. ...had known for years that they had had uh, issues with safety and security in, in the managing viruses and that they had been working on viruses exactly like the virus that well duh here is uh, senator john kennedy talking to nih members including anthony fauci grilling them and having them uh, you know, basically fall apart their their theory that it came from bat soup they're finally after admitting they've been covering a giant lie why did you guys spike not guys and ladies what? Yes, and Joe Biden spiked the investigation started by Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo into the origins of the virus. Y'all spike the prior administration's uh, investigation into the origins of the coronavirus and whether it could have uh, come out of the Wuhan lab? Sir, I, I, we did not spike anything in the prior administration. I'm not sure what you mean by spike, but we have no influence. The State Department spiked the, the, the prior administration's right. uh, study. But that has nothing to do with the National Institutes of so Health. So they didn't consult with y'all? They did not. Did they consult with you, Dr. Collins? I read about it in the press. We don't believe you anymore. This morning. Doc? No. They just spiked it without talking to their experts? 
You don't want to answer that one, do you? Oh, I have an idea. The, the experts told the uh, Biden administration to spike it. That's that's my gut feeling, to be honest, that they told them, hey, man, they're getting real close. And listen, uh, we didn't want to say anything, but we've actually been a gain of function research. We've been paying for it. So spike the investigation because our house of cards is going to start falling down. Unbelievable. Here's some good news. Uh, Sebastian Gorka, Sebastian Gorka, talking with uh, Nigel Farage. He's the guy who, who, who came up with Brexit. He is now touring the United States, and he says socialism is dead in Great Britain, and that wave is coming here. I'm here in America with a big message, which is the British Labour Party was taken over by a guy called Jeremy Corbyn, a hard left anti-Semitic Marxist. His rabble took over the Labour Party, and what has happened to them is they've gone too far. They've alienated working class and blue collar voters. Families in the UK who'd voted Labour since 1918, they've deserted the Labour Party in their millions. A lot of them came to me when I was out there campaigning for Brexit. They're now voting Conservative. Well, that happened, I think, in the 2020 election. And socialism in England is now unconscious on the mat. I guess they didn't have their election stolen. There is no prospect of them governing for <laughs> 10 or 20 years. And my message to Conservatives here is I know you've been through six months of virtual mourning since the last election, since the terrible things that have been going on. But disillusion is actually a cycle of despair. You've got to see the opportunities. This Democrat party, it no longer believes in America. In fact, many of its representatives seem to hate America, its constitution, its founding fathers. And you will find in the USA, as we did in the UK, in the industrial and post-industrial heartlands, areas the Dems have held for years, they've alienated millions of their people. I mean, people don't want their kids taught critical race theory. So pick yourselves up, get organized, get mobilized at a grassroots level, make the right decisions in the primaries, and the Republican Party can come storming back in those elections in 2022 and absolutely take the White House in 24. Unless some elections are overturned. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I got two more stories I want to share with you guys. I greatly appreciate you joining me today. Again, Apple Podcasts, if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts to the Newsmax Daily, do it today. I need those numbers to pop. I want to show the powers that be that this is resonating, and it is. Apple Podcasts, just go to your phone, get the Apple Podcast app, then subscribe to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. That's me. That's me. Mm. And by the way, I'm going to be on in KFAB in Omaha, Nebraska, all this week from 2 to 6 p.m., Except for Wednesday, because I've got a big show taping that I do on Wednesday. Listen to this. The Global Vaccine Project asked children and adults to read a model poem, Dear Vaccine, written by Naomi Shayab Nye. Okay? Now, I want you to listen to this, because this is, uh, I will tell you, there's nothing more North Korean than this. And I absolutely believe this. Nye is the Young People's Poet Laureate of the Poetry Foundation. She was born in 1952. Her father was a Palestinian refugee. And then she's been an active voice for Arab Americans after September the 11th. Here is the poem that she wants children to recite. I want you to listen to this. Save us, dear vaccine. (laughs) Instead of dear leader. This is fantastic. Children in kindergarten, so many voices in chorus. Give us our world again. Tiny gleaming vials enter our cities and towns, shining your light. It's a quick prick in the arm. You will barely notice it. 
Hold on, I'm thinking of a, a lyric from Pink Floyd. Okay, 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 just a little You'll barely notice it face-to-face conversation. Someday soon, vaccine, please make the air clean. Can you believe that? Comfortably numb. Comfortably numb. There it is. Relax. I'll need some information first. Some, just some basic facts. Can you show me where it hurts? Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. When I was a child at a fever, my hands felt just like two balloons. Now I've got that feeling once again. I can't explain you would not understand. This is not how I am. Oh boy. Just a little pinprick. Save us, dear vaccine. And finally, I have a a pretty funny story, actually. The uh, Spain's Postal Service decided they'd be woke, and so they came up with a a darker stamp and a a list of different color stamps, and the darker stamps were meant to symbolize uh, people of color, you know. And apparently, this was something about a life lesson about this, and they're called equality stamps. Now... This is a, uh, a gentleman named Corios. I guess he's a, uh, I don't know if he's an artist or whatever, but anyway, this is the PSA for the, uh, the racism stamps. And I want you to listen to how ungodly, accidentally racist this is. It's laughable. The world has had enough. It is time to draw a line in the sand. There are people who think the value of a person depends on the color of their skin. That's why these stamps have a different value. Okay, so they, they, it's wrong to place a value on the color of the skin. Now, I want you to listen to which of the stamps is less valuable. Listen to this. This, is, this has to be accidental, and it shows that these people are complete and utter morons. Barely enough intelligence to keep their autonomic breathing systems going. Listen to this. Depending on the color of the skin they represent, the darker the stamp, the lower its value. The darker the stamp, the lower the value. The darker the stamp, the lower its value. <laughs> that means you'll need more black stamps than white ones for your deliveries. <laughs> that way, every letter and every parcel will be a reflection of the inequality generated by racism. Oh. Oh. Protest. Equality stamps. A collection. This is kind of like, I don't know, maybe only giving a black person two-thirds of a vote, which was a Democrat policy. Stamps demanding that color should not determine the value we place on a person's life. That is honestly one of the uh, the funniest things I've heard in a while, to say that you shouldn't place a value on the stamps, and then the stamps that they have, the darker the skin, the less the value of the stamp. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Well, guys, uh, that's going to do it for the show. I went a little long this week because there was so much to talk about. But I want to thank you for joining me. And do me a favor, again, this week, if you would, please... Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. There are other there are other platforms. There's, we're on Google Podcasts. We are on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio as well. But if you would go to Apple Podcasts, download the app, the become a subscriber, and and if you'd like to, if you I'd, I'd greatly appreciate if you leave me a positive review. It would be a gift from God. It would really really be helpful. So I thank you for joining me, guys. God bless you uh, to all of our veterans. And I do want to mention this: <clears throat> my father, who is a veteran, I want to thank him very much for his service. He's been gone for 27 years. World War II veteran. He uh, guarded the Panama Canal. His brother Lloyd was in uh, the soldiers that liberated Berlin. Uh, His brother Gail was on a battleship. And my bus driver, my entire childhood years, his name is Harold Delaney. He was in the first wave that hit D-Day. And he used to tell me, and I was the only kid who asked him about him. And he was in the first wave that hit D-Day. And he spent the night in a foxhole, shivering as a 19-year-old, wondering if he was going to live to see the next day. And he kept it quiet. And my English teacher, Dr. Ballantyne, in eighth grade, 
He was a Pearl Harbor survivor. So remember today, and if you have, I mean, you know, you, li- you listen to this, you, you know. Can you imagine what it'd be like to miss this day? Because you died on foreign soil alone. Can you imagine being 19-year-olds and, and, and dying on a battlefield in World War II? And not having all this life. And today, you got to celebrate this day. You got to celebrate this day for them. You got you to remember them, but you also have to celebrate this day for them and thank them for what you're enjoying today because every day of life is so beautiful. I mean, we have our ups and downs, but man, we have a gift here. Thank you for your service. Remember those who passed and celebrate them in this day. All right, it's time for me to go, guys. God bless you, and I will see you, and you will hear me tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.